In recent weeks, there's been much talk leading to serious debate regarding the practice of whether or not to administer communion to pro-choice Catholic politicians. We're talking about that and much more about the Christ's real presence in the Eucharist is both a gift and a grace. And joining us here in Epiphany is Bishop Robert Gruse from the Diocese of Saginaw. Bishop, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's a pleasure great talking with, with you. you. It's great to be with you as well. And I really appreciated the article you wrote on the on Christ's real presence in the Eucharist is both a gift and a grace. What you know, what inspired um, this article, and why is it so important to share this message today, especially with the debate going on? Well, I mean, the article really came out of um, you know, in the back. I don't when I wrote this. It was a month or two uh, or so ago, but there was a lot of conversation in the news regarding, you know, giving communion to politicians who are not in line with Catholic teaching um, and so on. And I mean, that's a, that's a whole debate and there's a lot of, um, I think it's more complicated than, than, you know, than, um, you know, saying no, they can't, or yes, they can. Uh, I think it comes, it goes back fundamentally because it's not just politicians who um, may not, Catholic politicians who may not be in line with church teaching, but there are a, a lot of Catholics today that are not politicians that um, are not necessarily in line uh, with with the teachings of the Catholic Church. And, you know, so the real purpose of the article was is to hope and hopefully to kind of educate and but more more so inspire and encourage um people to come back to mass after covid you know mm-hmm. i think more than anything i think mm-hmm. that's kind of a more a more pressing issue because i, I think there's still a lot of uh, a lot of uh, catholics who have not returned to mass um sunday mass um because we kind of are moving to some degree on the other side of this pandemic and so, yeah. and that's what worries me the most. Is, um, you know, the the Lord, I believe, is will be the judge of those who receive the communion unworthily. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I'm I'm less concerned about that, um, and more concerned about you know why aren't our Catholics um, coming to mass? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, my own personal business I've kind of outlined perhaps in this article is that um, they don't understand the Eucharist. Well, yeah, we have a, a large one, percentage one, that don't believe in the real presence. Right. There's you know there's a, a high percentage that don't believe in the real presence, and there's a high percentage of Catholics who um, have sort of kind of walked away from the church. I think mm-hmm. less than 25% of Catholics attend Mass on Sunday, mm-hmm. and that's that that should that should bother all Catholics. I mean that should worry all of us um, because I believe their their salvation. Um, is um, is impacted by that, and as I wrote, once you understand the Eucharist and really the gift and the grace that it is, you would never leave the church, not because the church won't let you, but because your heart won't let you. So it really comes down. It comes. It it, it comes to um, comes down to a conversion into that leads us into this love relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's at the heart of it. You know, if we don't have a love relationship with Jesus, we won't understand the Eucharist, and and, and it will have less meaning and value for our lives. So, so it's really it's all about Jesus and his and his salvific act of love mm-hmm. for all of us, and that's really what we celebrate in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Now, well, that's what Mass is all about. It's about Jesus. It's right. about his, it. it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. So. So, well, well, Bishop, what do you think caused? 
us to be where we're where we're pretty much at today as Catholics with such a large percentage not going to mass. You know, they talk about seventy five percent of Catholics not going to mass, a large percentage not believing in the real presence of the Eucharist. I mean, how did we get to this point? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. I don't know that I really have an answer for it. I think it's it's complex and just saying it's for this reason or this reason or this reason. But I think as we I think we all would realize that over the last 30, 40 years, our culture has become more secularized. Um, and when that happens, we, and we, we see continually um, today, you know, where, where God is being pushed out of the culture, um, which really, he really is um, in many ways. Um, and, you know, the secular, secularism and humanism and, um, and you know, without, without the Lord, um, you know, the, the whole world kind of, you know, starts imploding. And I think that's kind of what's what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. The Lord is being pushed out of the public sphere, you know, where politicians are telling us that, you know, faith is a private issue, um, which it isn't um, just a private issue. It's uh, it, it forms the way we live our life. It forms all of our decisions. It forms what is moral and right and good, um, not just for ourselves, but for our world. And when, you know, when the Lord is being pushed out of every aspect of our culture today, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, and people, we, people, we can, you know, people can become, I mean, if they don't understand their faith, then it becomes, how can it become more important to them? And, you know, we, we, you know, many buy into this cultural thing and, you know, obviously being a Christian today, um, it's, um, because, you know, because being a Christian, we're, we're called to follow Jesus, which means our lives are meant to be sacrificial. And, um, and you know, this type of um, this type of life is, um, you know, people don't want to suffer for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it ultimately goes back to, you know, we've, um, you know, we've, it's, it's a culture, but also I think in the church in some ways, and I, don't want people to, you know, want to to take this the wrong way, but you know, I think that the, the church has been very good over the years teaching people how to say prayers, but we've not been very good at teaching people how to engage this personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And until that happens, until that happens, a conversion of heart will will not take place. Mm-hmm. Because it's the Lord Jesus who converts our hearts and transforms mm-hmm. us, and without this relationship, that will never happen. And so, and so, we're easily drawn away. You know, the evil one is very—he's he's very alive and active in our world today. We see it everywhere, and you know, the subtle temptations that draw us away. And you know, even in the COVID, I think now that we're kind of. You know, we're still, I think the church is still suffering in the sense of people not coming back to Mass after COVID, and for whatever the reasons might be. I mean, certainly some would have legitimate reasons um, why that might put their, put them in their, their health in danger, but many others, I think it's people have gotten out of, out of the habit, we'll say. Um, and so, but because the evil one... I think is really convincing that it's all not that it's not all that necessary. Yeah, it's not that important. Um, yeah, you know, it's if, not all if, that important. And I, I heard a priest recently say, and I think it's a really good point to make, Bishop Cruz, is if you find yourself going to 
football games and stadiums and concerts and, you know, um, back in all the other venues, out to dinner and all these other functions, um, you should feel safe to go back to church, you know. and no, for um, sure. And, and so if you're one of those people that are still worried, I understand that. But if you're somebody that's out and about every single day, not, you know, not staying away from crowds in other situations, um, we could head back to church. And I think, you know, Bishop Groves, I think you, you, you know, said it so importantly, we, we fail to recognize um, the relationship with Christ. Yes, we know our prayers. Many people have learned the rosary and we say that and it's wonderful. And we're in the month of Mary and that's wonderful. But we we have failed to realize the importance of that relationship with Christ, and yeah, we're wondering why the world is so upside down today. Is because we took we're removing God out of the world, and the only way to right exactly. what's going on is bringing God back. It's exactly. the only way to do it. I mean, that's that, <laughs> that's the only solution. I mean, that is really in the end. That's if we, if we want um, restore order in our culture in our world today, it will it can only happen when we bring God back. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it can only happen. You know, and then I think, you know, people as far as not feeling safe, you know, there's, you know, the vast majority of people have been vaccinated. The, you know, many people have had COVID, so they have the antibodies. People are still free to wear masks. And so there's no reason whatsoever in my mind that um, people should be afraid to come back to mass mm-hmm. because it's really... It's it's a safe and it's a, it's a safer safer than you know we're still than any other place that you would go. I mean we're we still have COVID protocols. You know we have hand sanitizer all over the place, and you know there's some social distancing still going on, and so on and so forth. So you know to to say that the you know the, the you know the church is not safe would would not be what would not be true, and um, in fact it's one of the safest places to come, and plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is it safe is because because of the presence of Jesus there. That's why it's mm. safe. And, and people it's kind of forget the most forget important place that. to go. Yeah, they do forget about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't urge it enough. And if people are listening, I really encourage you to invite a family member, a friend who has not been at church and go to church with you. Make a day out of it. I don't care what it takes. Go to breakfast first. Go to breakfast after. Whatever you're going to do, make, a, make an outing out of it and invite people back to Mass. Because the only way we're going to change what's going on in this country, in this world, if we start with our relationship with God, we have to go back to church. And it, it's really scary, um, Bishop Gruss. I Every single day I look at the picture of Jesus in my office and I'm like, okay, Jesus, be with me because I don't know what kind of crazy I'm going to see today. Because every day there's crazy. <laughs> there's just crazy <laughs> all around us. Really, it is. Every day I turn no, on the news, I go to social media, it's like, Really? Really? I mean, when will this craziness stop? Yeah, that's why the, that's why the Lord Jesus is our hope. You know, in, in spite mm-hmm. of what's going on around us and in spite of what we're experiencing in the world, if we if we live in hope, those who have this who who have this relationship with the Lord Jesus live in hope. And there's nothing if it's true hope, if it's true peace, there's nothing that can disturb that no matter what is going on in the world around us. Yeah. Or in our little world around us, and, you know, we 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 are are safe in the arms of Jesus. Um, period. You know, one of the things I think you know, COVID has brought about it. Really, was it's been a very positive thing as all these masses being live streamed all over the place. Yeah, and you know, we still live stream at the cathedral seven days a week. And but and but in some sense, perhaps it it, it was it was helpful during the time when all the parishes were closed. 
but it also perhaps sent a little bit of a mixed message in the sense that you know to watch watch the mass on television um, is good enough, um, or it's people might perceive as the message. Well, well, it's the same. We can have this spiritual communion and so on and so forth. But um, I, I just want to let our listeners know that you know being present when the when the bread and wine is you know truly present in the church when the bread and wine these simple elements of bread and wine are are, are um, transformed um, into um, the body and blood of Jesus it's not that's not the same as watching it on television mm-hmm. and then to be able to receive the lord jesus you know our lord and savior you know his body blood soul and divinity in the eucharist it's not the same as making a spiritual communion it's it's very very much different Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there, it's there's um, you know, um, you know, there's you know, the grace we receive in receiving the Holy Eucharist is far beyond than any spiritual communion we can make. You that know, spiritual communion, communion was, was done out of necessity because of the pandemic and the forced lockdowns. It is exactly. not. I mean, it's it's wonderful for people but who physically can't get there, but that's not what this is about. We have to get back to church and have. But it, it doesn't take the place. It doesn't no. take the place of of, of of attending mass. No, and it doesn't take a place of the sacrament of communion and actually receiving Jesus in communion. I mean, you you said something so beautiful here, in Bishop Gruce, you said the Eucharist, uh, the Eucharist, the church great is the gr- church's greatest treasure is to our spiritual life what food and water are to our physical life. And I think that is what we've lost here, but that's what we're, people are not understanding here. I think we've lost, I mean, that's what we've lost, not just during COVID, but I think we've kind of lost that over the years and that message over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think that's perhaps a contributing factor of why you know, only 25% of people come to Mass on Sunday of Catholics, mm-hmm. um, which is sad. You know, it it, it, it saddens. Um, mm-hmm. It saddens me. It saddens all bishops and all priests. And you know, we would believe and would hope and would love to have the churches packed on Sunday. I mean, we should be building churches, not closing them. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, if if everybody came to mass who who, who professed to be Catholic, then you know we would. Uh, it would be a wonderful problem. Bursting at the seams. Yeah, we'd be bursting at the seams, Bishop Cruz. Let, let me ask you this, Bishop. Do you think that people are not seeing the correlation, like we just talked about, the lack of God in society and in the falling apart of everything around us? I mean, people recognize that the world has gotten crazy, that it's upside down, that we're very divisive, very toxic. Uh, they're very worried about the future. I mean, you see it and you hear it all the time. They're scared that we're turning into a socialist country and they're scared of what might happen in the future. Um, the, you know, the prices are going up and employment, you know, people can't find employees. Are they not seeing the correlation between not putting God first and what's happening in the world around them? You know, that's a, that's a, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I don't know, but my sense is they're not seeing the correlation. Um, between the two, um, people have a tendency. We have a tendency to, um, as humans, and I think this is part of falling human nature. To be honest, is is we compartmentalize our life. Sure. You know, and so you know, we have we have those who are faithful Catholic witnesses, and they're in mass every week and perhaps every day. And we have another part of we'll we'll say our our Catholic population who believe that they're spiritual, but they don't need church. Um, and I think that's part of it. 
and then we have others who just kind of it's you know it's um we live in a world today in a culture today i think where young people far and wide do not grow up in any type of faith environment religious environment church environment and mm-hmm. so you know so as a result i mean we we come to see just look at our culture today and the reality of what we're seeing and you know you know it's i think it would be easy to make a correlation between that but i don't i don't think people oftentimes we compartmentalize our faith and we don't really see a connection between our interior life and everything that goes on and all the decisions that we make um as individuals um, as a society you know that's so interesting yeah go ahead go ahead bishop i'm sorry you know, again, as we said earlier, as you remove God from the society, and then, then, you know, you think about it. This when when the world came into existence, you know, our heavenly Father created order out of chaos, mm. right? And that's what happened. And we have this beautiful world in which He gave us, in which we live. And now we're reverting back to chaos. Yeah, it's because God is no longer a part of the world in mm-hmm. which we live in many people's minds and mm-hmm. hearts and lives. Hmm. Yeah, we're so if we creating want order the chaos. In our life, if, if, if we want to get rid of the chaos in our lives and our world, we have to bring we have to bring the Lord back. It's, there's no other way. I mean, it's only the Lord that can bring order out of chaos. Amen to that. Amen to that. And we're creating the chaos all around us. That's exactly what happened. Humans are creating the chaos because we've removed God from the world, from our lives. And, you know, I'm starting a, a segment soon, Bishop Gruce, about faith at work, and it's kind of a double meaning, you know, faith at work for us and then bringing faith to work with us. And it's it's to to kind of diffuse this karma, karma, karma I can't even say the word, <laughs> not right now, but, you know, separating our faith from everything else. Faith is interwoven right. in every part of our life. I mean, faith should be taken to us at work. Faith should be in our homes. Faith should be in our friendships. We are Christians through and through. So it should be weaved in every aspect of our lives, just not designated for, you know, holidays now, Christmas and Easter. And just on Sundays, if we're lucky now, Catholics go to church on Sundays. I mean, it should be interwoven in every aspect of what we do. Well, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a heart. And so, I mean, if we, if we profess faith in Jesus Christ and his, his, you know, his, his saving um, cross and resurrection that has redeemed us from sin, that has offered us the gift of eternal life. If we profess that, if that's the faith we profess, it should um, be integrated. It, 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 it becomes who we are. Uh, not what we are, um, and it should be integrated in every aspect of our life and every decision that we have to make. Um, it's because it's it's foundationally really who we are. I mean, think about this. If we've been baptized in Jesus Christ, right, and those of us who have been baptized, we have been baptized in, into Jesus Christ in some sense, in a very, in, in, in a very um, a beautiful way, we become... Because of that, we're called to become these little Christs in the world, if you will. You know, we're called to be who He is, because He is in us now through baptism, mm-hmm. and so it really should <laughs> it, it should it should impact every aspect of our life. It should be integral to every part of our life. 
Um, mm-hmm. And you know, even to the point of martyrdom. I mean, you think about the early martyrs today. We um, celebrate, you know, we, you know, the martyrs and um, the you know, North American martyrs, and, and you think about how important their faith was to them and their faith and their love for Jesus Christ that they were willing to give up their life, you know, to mm-hmm. suffer as He did. How beautiful mm-hmm. is that? And they and they they looked upon it as as a grace and as a gift to be able to embrace this life as Jesus embraced his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one that's what we celebrate in the Eucharist, and is what the Eucharist does in our own hearts when we receive Jesus um, with with a heart that's open um, to such a reality. Then we too become transformed, um, so that we're willing to live the life, model the life. Um, that Jesus uh, has given to us through his own. We're talking with Bishop Robert Gruse here on Epiphany, the Diocese of Saginaw. And, and Bishop, we just have a couple minutes left with you, and I just wanted to see if I could squeeze this in real quickly, but I'd like to ask our guests about their own Epiphany moments on their faith journey. Do you have one you could share with our listeners today? You know, my Epiphany moment, I think it was nothing that was sort of... Um, you know, this out-of-this-world experience, if you will, some big, deep spiritual experience. Um, I was a lost and lonely and lazy Catholic at one point in my life. It was back when I was in my in my mid-20s. Um, I had sort of walked away from the church. I was miserable and unhappy. And um, I, realized, um, I, I realized the reason I was miserable and unhappy was because I had abandoned a relationship with the Lord I had turned away from the sacramental life of the church. And so, and I really didn't know the Lord's love. So I began to pray every day. I was taught my whole life in catechism, the Lord loves you, the Lord loves you. And I thought, what does that really mean? I have no Mm -hmm. idea. It's a nice concept. And so I began to ask the Lord every day. I began to pray, Lord, if this is true, give me a personal lived experience of your love. Mm -hmm. And so as I pray that every day, what happened was I began to see my life in a different way. I began to see the church in a different way, the world in a different way, my relationships in a different way. It wasn't some dramatic experience, but the Lord began to convert my heart. And so I found myself back into the sacramental life of the church, and um, it's really led me to where I am today. That was my epiphany moment. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And what a simple prayer. Can you say that again, Bishop, that simple prayer that you started? Yeah, so I began to pray every day, you know, Lord, if it is true that you love me, give me a lived personal experience of that love. Wow, I love that. A lived personal experience of that love. That's a wonderful prayer for all of us, especially uh, Bishop Gruce, as we're talking about the real presence of the Eucharist is both a gift and, and a grace, as you penned a couple months ago um, at the org website. You can check it out there, org, and I'll put it on my Communications Evangelist Coach Facebook page as well. Um, Bishop, any last words you want to share with our listeners before we let go about the importance of the presence of the Eucharist? Any last messages to really encourage people to get back to church? Well, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I, it's, uh, it's imperative. I mean, if you really want to experience eternal life here on this earth, not just wait until after we die. If we want to experience eternal life in the here and now, it happens in the Eucharist every time we celebrate it. And as I, as I said earlier, once you understand the Eucharist, you can never leave the church. Mm. Not because the church won't let you, but because your heart won't let you. Mm. Um, 
That's so beautiful. Those who are in love with Jesus, those who are deeply in love with Jesus, their hearts will not let them ever leave the church. Bishop Robert Gruss, thank you so much from the Diocese of Saginaw joining us here in Epiphany today and sharing this important message about the Eucharist with our listeners. You're most welcome. My pleasure to be with you today. God bless. Thank you, Bishop Gruss. You want to say a quick prayer before we let you go? Okay. And so, my dear friends, and may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May His peace and love be with you forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Gruss, for being with us. And stay with us, everyone. We're going to continue our conversation after the break.